Are there any bad habits in your life? Are you tired of feeling stuck in a rut? Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job teaches us how to begin the process of real change. I believe that the first step to freedom in breaking any bad compulsive behavior or habit or addictive behavior in our life, I believe that the first step is making a choice. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, I know there are many listening today who probably feel a little stuck in life. And Mark, today you're going to help us see that sometimes the root cause of why we can't get our life in motion are those bad habits we've built. So we're going to take a look at John chapter 5 now. You know, Wayne, as a pastor, I've been uh, helping people for years Uh, Some of them stuck in very, very deep grips of addiction, Mm. like heroin addicts and so forth. And others, less habits, but still those habits can be stubborn to Mm -hmm. break. Not very healthy, are they? No, they can really pull us down. And so I think people are going to find it helpful to jump into the Word of God and think about it. Some of you may have a habit right now that you say, I've tried to, but this is the time, the year that this habit needs to be broken. Open your Bible to John chapter 5 as Mark begins. Today's message, The Power of Choice on Bold Steps. And here's what I want you to know. We all have bad habits. And maybe your bad habit doesn't fall into the category of a support recovery group, although there's support recovery groups for almost everything nowadays. And sometimes when we think of a bad habit or a compulsive addictive behavior, we go to the hard places right away and we think of that neighbor that we know that's on crack cocaine or uh, that person that's on heroin or that guy that every day after work comes and and sits down with a a keg of beer and and just knocks it all down and is uh, wasted by the time the evening comes, or you think about the worst habits, but there's a lot of degree of habits, and some of them involve the drinking and drugs, and others involve the gambling, uh, the compulsive addictive behavior to, hey, can't pass a casino, both have to go in there, and I know rent is due, but man, I will make, I, I feel like a winner today. I mean, I I feel like a winner, and I know I have bills, and I know, but I got to go there, and you go in there, and then can't pay the rent, or there's the habit of a a critical uh, behavior, critical mouth, everything, you look at the negative, and and, uh, you walk into a situation, and things could be going well, it's your daughter's wedding, and the flowers are nice, and she's looking beautiful, but... There's one candle out of place. Well, honey, that one candle is just bothering the, the tar out of me. It's just, it just negative. I just, the whole wedding's ruined now. Just that negative behavior focusing, that habit. Uh, some of us have uh, other kind of habits of explosive temper or uh, another big one is food addiction. Uh, the whole idea of uh, that bad habit of going to the refrigerator every time I'm a little low or a little down and, you know, the weather's not too nice and so I just pull out that big fudge sickle and just uh, 
You know, it makes me feel good for a moment just to eat that fudgesicle sitting on my favorite chair in front of the TV watching that sitcom and laughing a little bit, but boy, do I get a little high out of that. We all have bad habits, and here's the thing. Some of the habits seem so benign and so harmless, but the truth is that whether it's the fudgesicle in front of a TV every day or whether it's a line of cocaine that you're snorting, the truth is that the root of most of our habits and compulsion are the same. And the solution to most of our bad habits is found in the same place. And so, this morning I want to turn your attention to a passage that's found in John chapter 5. You take your Bibles, some of you are new to your Bibles, but it's in the New Testament, and there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's the fourth book of the New Testament, the Gospel of John, not first. If you you find a John with a one in front of it, two or three, you're in the wrong John. This is a John with nothing in front of it. In the fourth book of the New Testament, John chapter 5, this account of Jesus encountering an individual that had been stuck in a situation for a long time. And I believe that there's some really powerful principles about breaking out of a rut or breaking out of a bad habit that we can glean from this passage. The first step to overcoming any bad habit in our life or breaking any compulsion is we have to choose. We have to make a choice. That's the first step. So that's simple. I knew that. I mean, I didn't have to go to Bible school to figure that one out. Well, you know, oftentimes we overlook the first step. The the first step is huge because if you don't take the first step, you'll never begin the journey. I have a 13-year-old daughter now, and wow, I went out to lunch with her on, on Friday uh, we sat down and had a little chat together, a father-daughter lunch, and I, I dialogued with her a little, we were chatting a little bit, and I said, you know, it just is incredible for me to think that you'll be turning 14 pretty soon. And I said, I, I, I just remember when you were just a little baby, and it's just incredible that you're a young woman, and we had a good conversation about life and future and boys and but as i reminisced i remember the first step she ever took uh, she was our first child so i didn't really wasn't sure i knew how to hold her really well i when the, when the nurse first gave her to me i was like i'm going to drop her I, how do i hold her she looks so tiny and delicate and but uh, I learned how to hold her, then I learned, you know, they don't do much, they can't even turn over when they're just born, right? But as she grew up a little bit, I remember she started crawling, and I remember the first step she took, and this was like a major celebration. I mean, did you see her? My wife was calling up her friends, hey, Marissa took her first step. I mean, she literally took a step. Of course, it was the, craw- it was the sort of stand-up, wobbly 
a little bit, hang on to the couch and, and take her first step and two steps and she fell down. But guess what? That first step opened up a whole nother world. I mean, if you have a toddler, you know. It's like, hey, it was pretty safe when they were crawling, but now they can reach all kinds of things. And once they learn to walk, there's just a whole new world that's open to them. But it starts with the first step. And of course, in the beginning, she's going to fall and take three steps and fall and wobble around. And she's not very good at it. But the entrance to a whole new world is that first step she takes. And I believe that the first step to freedom in breaking any bad compulsive behavior or habit or addictive behavior in our life, I believe that the first step is making a choice. And we find here in John chapter 5 an account that really talks all about the, the whole idea of making a choice. And I want to read to you uh, in verse 1 of John chapter 5. It says, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda. Now the word Bethesda in Aramaic, and, and some of you know that in the Jewish culture at this time, there was a couple of languages that they spoke. Uh, but the two uh, prominent languages what, what was Greek, uh, Greek was sort of the trade language. It's almost like the English of today's society. If you go to Europe and, or Africa or, or Asia or countries around the world, oftentimes their primary language is the language of that nation, but they speak English because it's the business language. It's the transaction language of the world. And so Greek was like that, but oftentimes the older Hebrew people uh, spoke also Aramaic, which was more of an ancient language. And so this pool had an Aramaic uh, name to it, and it was called Bethesda. And Bethesda means the house of mercy. And he describes to us what this was all about. This was a sheep gate pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which was surrounded by five covered colonnades. There was like a little river and there was five pillars that were there that probably provided some sort of shelter, some sort of roof that was there. And it says, here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Uh, one who was there had been invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? well? I want you to picture the scenario, first of all, here there's this place that's been around for a long time. And uh, verse 4 in the NIV is omitted because it's not found in, in the, uh, most of the ancient manuscripts, some of the best ancient manuscripts, but there was a tradition, a legend in those days that drew people to this pool, and the legend or the tradition was that periodically there would be an angel that would come down from heaven, and people couldn't see the angel, but the angel would stir the water, and the tradition or the legend or the superstition was that the angel would come down and stir the water, 
and people would see a ripple in the water and all these people that were there felt like there was magical power that if they rolled into the water, the first person to get into the water would somehow experience healing. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we'll return to today's message, The Power of Choice, in just a moment. First, let me encourage you to take a moment and visit our website, boldstepsradio.org. There you'll find all of Mark's previous Bible teachings, along with several other faith-building resources, including Mark's weekly email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly. comes out every Monday morning, and you can sign up for free right there on the website. And Mark, this week's devotion was particularly special as Monday coincided with the first day of the new year. That's right. So for those of you that are wondering what The Bold Stepper is, it's a, as Wayne mentioned, a weekly email that we sent out. It's loaded with uh, encouragement, Mm -hmm. devotional thought, update on ministry. And uh, we want to just, it's our way of staying more connected to you. And this uh, week's devotional actually mentions the importance of pausing, the rhythm of pausing in our week, in our daily lives so that we can actually refocus, recenter, focus on God. So I think this will be relevant to you. Well, this time of year is all about uh, starting new habits and breaking bad habits, right? So why don't you start the habit of getting the Bold Stepper Weekly every Monday morning? We've made it easy to sign up by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Thank you, Mark. Let's return to your message now titled The Power of Choice. People traveled from far and wide to wait around the pool. And I want you just to imagine that people waited around the pool. The sick, the lame, the paralyzed, the hurting, the disabled. There was no, of course, social security in those days. And so oftentimes uh, people with disabilities found themselves being beggars on the street or heavily dependent on their family. And Uh, Little uh, medical aid was provided in those days. And so they lay around this pool watching the water. I don't know, but I imagine oftentimes, have you ever seen a bug fall in the water in a pool? And how a ripple happens there? I mean, how many false starts were there? As people laid around and maybe a bug fell in and, hey, someone rushed out. No, no, it was just a fly. Just this desperate looking for healing, solution, laying around the pool. Well, Jesus happened to be walking by, and he noticed that there was a man there that was an invalid. He was paralyzed, and he had been that way for 38 years. I'm not sure he was that way from birth, or if that happened as a child, or maybe he had polio when he was young, or... Uh, There was a multitude of diseases that people in that day, we have vaccinations for them, but were left invalid or paralyzed. What I want you to notice about this is it's interesting that Jesus, when he walks to this pool and sees these people that are, are stuck in a rut that they feel like they can't get out of, it's interesting to me that Jesus zones in on this one guy, I mean, imagine it. there's a lot of people there, but he zones in on this one guy. I don't know what caught his attention. I don't know if it was the desperate condition. Maybe he was the worst of the worst. Uh, maybe Jesus, as they were 
telling the story and see this guy and that guy. Hey, this guy over here, he's been this way for 38 years. I mean, this guy has grown up around the pool. I mean, imagine 38 years. I mean, how many of you have lived in your house for five years? Ten years? Twenty? Anybody lived in your house for 38 years? You know that house well. I mean, this guy had lived in this place for 38 long years. He'd been an invalid that long. He'd been there for years and probably as a boy he came and was there. I mean, that was his life. That's what he knew. That's what he was a part of. And Jesus sees him and he says to him, do you want to get well? Oh, come on, Jesus. I mean, what a question to ask. I mean, really? I mean, do you think I'd be waiting by the pool all this time? And you really think I want to live this way? I mean, come on, Jesus. Isn't that a silly kind of question to ask me? I mean, I've been waiting. It's been my dream. We've been talking about it. I mean, I'm at this pool every day. You know how many times I've scrambled to try to get inside or told someone, hey, push me, push me. I think the water's stirring. I mean, I've been at this for a long time. And you ask me, do I want to get well? You see, I believe there's some implications in this question. Because most of us, we say we want to change. But you know, there's some pretty huge implications to this question. Do you want to get well? Oftentimes, we're more comfortable with an old problem than with a new solution. I mean, let's face it, some of us have grown up around our bad habit or we've developed a bad habit and we depend on that habit. In fact, some of us, it's that very thing. And you may say, hey, my doctor says I really have to lose some weight because I'm going to get a heart attack or my diabetes is up and I really want to change and I really want to get this thing under control because I know it's not healthy or good for me. I know I need to get out of this. But do you really, do you really want to change? Of course I do. Okay, I mean, but, but think about it. Remember the last time that, that your husband came in all depressed and he thought he was going to lose his job? What would you do? Well, that silk pie and that chocolate silk pie in the refrigerator sure calmed me down a little bit. That little going out with the friends and eating some more. and Boy, it sure calmed my nerves down. I mean, are, are you sure you want to let go of that friend? This has been your comfort for a long time. Eased your pain. Made you feel a little bit better. Hey, are, are, are you really sure you're ready to give up that margarita? Or vodka on the rocks? I mean, are you really sure that you, it's been there so many times when you were stressed out, and how many times has it calmed your nerves? How many times has it just like taken the edge off? 
And you've always known it can, it can be counted on. It's always there. It's easy. It's easy access. And yeah, the doctor says it, it, it may be affecting your liver. But, but you, you, you say, I think I have it sort of under control. I know I can always go there. It makes me feel good right away. It's there. Are you really sure you want to get rid of that pornography? Really sure? I mean, you've run to it so many times after a stressful time at work and your wife doesn't understand you. Boy, in the anonymity of that computer and that website, it's just you and the images. It just makes you feel good for a little bit. I mean, really, is it hurting anybody? Is it really all that bad? But you know you can always depend on it. I mean, you can't always go to your wife because sometimes she has the cranky mood and she's in a... But you can, you can just a click of a button, boom, boom, and it's there. Hey, do you really? Do you really want to get well? You see, we, we see these side effects of sometimes our bad habits. But the question is, do we really? want to change. We've developed lifestyles around it. And sometimes change means we have to change our friends. We have to change our setting. We have to change how we feel good. We have to change our mindset. We have to change a lot. It's not just about this. It's about a chain reaction, a domino effect. I mean, this guy getting well meant that he was going to give up his friends. He was going to give up his spot. He was going to give up his identity. He was going to totally change his lifestyle. I mean, could he make it in the real world? I mean, how many years it had been since he'd really worked? He didn't have a real job. He never learned to work a job. I mean, could he make it as a man walking upright and looking people? I mean, his identity was, I'm the invalid. I know how to beg. Oh, yeah, you, you say you want to get well, but really, do you really? want to leave it behind. I believe the first step is the first step to healing, to recovery, is you need to make a choice. Do you really want to? It's a choice I'm making. Have I really thought through it? Don't just give me the bland answer, yeah, 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 I want to. Of course I want to. No. Do you really want to? I think the second thing that we see here is, and the second step to really recovery is stop making excuses for why you're still bound by your problem. And you know what? I've discovered that oftentimes we stay in our uh, compulsive addictions or we stay in our bad habits. Why? Because we've sort of taken on this mentality that we are the victims and we have no control over. That, that we'll change when other people change. And we'll continue this important message about breaking the grip of a bad habit tomorrow. So please keep listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job. And by the way, you can catch up on any of these Bible teachings anytime by going to our website at boldstepsradio.org. Well, Wayne, we have an old friend here in the studio with us, Joe. I know you've worked with him for uh, quite a few years. A good friend back at Moody helping me out. So grateful <laughs> yeah. for Joe. 
And, um, you know, Joe, as we start this new year, there's a lot of our listeners, I think, that are making New Year's resolutions. They want to make some changes. They want to tackle this new year in a different sort of way and make it a better year. Any suggestions that you would have for them? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think we're a little cynical, aren't we, about New Year's resolutions because there's so many <laughs> Yes, I am. Like we've made them and, you know, two <laughs> weeks in and they're gone. But one thing that's not gone, Mark, is that God's steady presence in our lives. We have no clue what will happen to us this year. We have no clue what's going to happen in this crazy world this year. But we do know who will be with us this year. And the wonder of the presence of Jesus Christ, Mm. who is with us, who guides us, who directs us, who speaks to us. Mm. And so I think as we moved into the new year, and I think let's all make New Year's resolutions, but the one resolution we need to keep is to keep Jesus at the center of our year. I love that, Joe. Keep Jesus at the center of our year. So if anything you do this year, anything you do, determine at the beginning of this year, I'm going to make Jesus the center. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, Joe. It's always great to have you with us. Right now, you can request your copy of Dr. Stoll's Empowering Devotional when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. Just call us at 844-615-7363 to donate today. That's 844-615-7363. Or give online and request the book, Strength for the Journey, when you go to boldstepsradio.org. Or send your gift and request this Bold Step gift in the mail by writing to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, if it's your first time giving to Bold Steps, we'll also send you a free download of Mark Job's brand new 30-day devotional, specifically designed to help you deepen your walk with Jesus and spend the new year getting more focused on Christ. So, with your first-time gift of any size, you will receive Dr. Stoll's Strength for the Journey and Mark Job's Bold Steps with Jesus e-devotional. So don't miss out on this special New Year bundle. Just go online to make your first donation to Bold Steps today at boldstepsradio.org. Or give us a call at 844-615-7363. That's all the time we have today, but join us again next time for part two of Mark's message, The Power of Choice. We're outlining the first steps to freedom from any bad habit, Thursday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.